ice stage. Stop. Lord, I come to you now, Father, opening up this wonderful message of the Blue Book for you, Father. I ask for you to to intercede into this message, Father. Enter this message father let the holy spirit flow through the bible father your unwavering unerred truth father that the understanding and the articulation of the word father is of you and the holy spirit to guide us through it to to show us the truths and understanding and the wisdoms of 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 life as a believer Bring forth your message, Father, in understanding and interpretation the way you want it to be told. We thank you, Father, for this opportunity. We thank you, Father, for the, the, the right to be able to open your word and be able to read it and share it. In Jesus' mighty name. If you're wondering what I'm doing, I am not only praying, but I am speaking to God uh, through my heart. As I do it, I'm speaking also in English so you understand that not only am I speaking to God, but I'm speaking to God and you uh, to better encompass what is going on here. Yes, you're not going to understand my 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 glossolalia. You're not going to understand it because it's for God. But I am mixing my glossolalia with my glossolalia with my English to get a better, well-rounded presentation of the Lord. Okay, that's what I'm doing. Good day, everybody. Good day. Good day. You're now tuned in to, you know, well, let's, before we get on to all that, let's go and do what we normally do. Whether we're catching you in the morning, when you're waking up, stretching out, getting ready, having your coffee, breakfast, whatever it may be, preparing your mind and your body for a day full of either work, errands, or activities. Or we're catching you through halfway through your day when you've either been blessed, went through trials and tribulations, or dealt with things and God has helped you in one way or another getting through your midday madness. Or we're catching you at the evening time with your family, having dinner, relaxing, mellowing out, accomplishment. Knowing that you finished your day full of, of both trial, tribulation, blessings, and honor. However, we're catching you right now, whatever part of the day we're catching you in, you are now tuned in to the Blue Book. Presented to you by C-Rep Ministries and hosted by Your Boy Blue. Get unified. Guys, guys, guys. 
it has been a wonderful wonderful time uh, it's, still, it's a little windy out here in Las Vegas but that is to be expected um, God is showing up God is doing his thing we're at a point now where people need to start molding their clay of decisions you got the peace you got the attention of the nation now we have to start molding what we want get these things right before all hell breaks loose again we gotta do it I've been feeling good about a few things um, God is really using this platform um, starting out small but obviously with God's help and the Holy Spirit movement we will definitely start ministering to a lot more people and that's uh, that's always the key it's not me it's the Lord it's the Holy Spirit doing what he what he does okay but in the midst of all that wonderfulness we still need to do what we do and that's praise worship and let God do what God's gonna do God has it all in his hands okay but as we do we're going to do what we do at this time and that's our pledge I pledge allegiance to the Christian flag and for the Savior who kingdom it stands one Savior crucified risen and coming again with life liberty to all those who believe fantastic well today's message is pretty simple it's not a complicated one at all it's called real love and that could be taken several different ways and there's several different ways to actually minister this message um, because it's a very open message there's no real um, specific way to minister this one because Jesus shows real love in several different ways it's not just one way several different ways he shows real love not the love that we think we we understand that we tell each other all the time because love and hate is, is 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 grossly misused in so many different ways um but when jesus talks about real love he talks about real love the sacrifice that like one of my favorite artists of seven says it might cost you something but just know that whatever it costs you don't expect it back do it in the glory of God and God would God will God will bring it back to you in time okay so if you have your Bibles with a technology or your spiritual immune system the word the living word of God however you do it see every time I get on here I show you guys that I use this all the time 
not the computer so much that's my guide through the message this here has to be opened this is the unfallible unfaked 100% true Word of God powered by the Holy Spirit I've had this book right here since December 25th 1995 it's still here it still breathes it's still used to this day nothing better than the Word of God okay I always use it it's always open when I minister okay regardless of I'm ministering live in front of people in real life like person to person or I'm over the internet over the social media the book is always open and it's always in front of me I read from the word the unfallible Holy Spirit field word of God amplified if you want to know always I amplified just such a good, great great amplification of the word okay so if you have your work, works open go to first John it's like the last one it's one of the last books of the New Testament first John and you're gonna go to 1 John 3.16, not John 3.16, 1 John 3.16. So 1 John 3.16, okay? 1 John 3.16. Alright, so what does John 1 John 3.16 mean? In contrast to the person who hates or murders, which is in 1 John 3.15, verse before that, the ultimate sign of love is to lay down one's life for others. Okay. We're going to have to really interpret this in a, in a way that makes sense. Because we're not talking about just death. We're talking about compromise. We're talking about if, if you're in a position to where you have to not think of yourself. Not think of your personal life but somebody else's and you can skate aside or lay it down compromise okay that means get out of your selfishness that means put aside your interests and in what you want okay lay down your life doesn't necessarily mean to the point of death which it can be if that situation comes up and it's warranted and God is you know it, it's a lot of circumstances regarding that particular thing but in today's world this interpretation is meant to be putting aside what your best interests are for a friend okay we can go through several different scenarios um, that could that could best illustrate what that would mean um, when somebody is in need, when someone is um, has a, a a a a severity, whether it's medical, personal, financial, economical, whatever it may be, and you have to put aside your personal feelings and your lifestyle, you got to put that aside or lay it down, compromise. To better help that person, that is what that means. 
because that means you are not looking out for you you're looking out for them and that's a love love scenario a love movement I'm going to lay down myself and not think of me I'm gonna think of that person this could be a someone who's in need of something and you say you know what I can do without this you need this more than I do I'm not gonna be selfish I'm gonna help you one bottle of water left in your cooler you're good you've already had lunch you've had your 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 your, your liquids someone out there is hurting besides you thinking oh well later on down the road I could be thirsty and want some water the compromise laying down yourself is you giving that water to someone who you visually see needs it and it's the Holy Spirit conviction and counsel and direction that gives you that mentality that guide say you know what here God bless you 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 need it more than I do I'm not gonna worry about me because I can tell that you are more needed than I am at this point and it's not a degrade this disgrace or degrade of the person it's you laying down your life and your needs and your wants to help somebody else out that's being a brother that's being a human that's being godly and that's laying your life down to help somebody else beyond your personal thing okay that's what that means that's the interpretation that that that, that, that means okay Jesus gave the supreme example of his kind and love by his own life on behalf of the sins of the world John 3:16 Hebrews 12:2 okay so he did the most extreme thing he literally gave his life to break the sin curse the unblemished unwavering sinless sacrifice I looked you eye to eye I defeated the devil I went to hell picked up the souls that needed to be saved and I gave my life and, and surrendered it so that you wouldn't have to do this anymore Jesus in this ultimate example of how we ought to live our lives John 13 5, 15 through 17 the example of Jesus and how he overcame the evil and the desires and temptations the Holy Spirit helped him do that the Holy Spirit intervened in him being able to conquer those things it wasn't just Jesus it wasn't just him because he was a he was half man half God and then he obviously had more willpower than every single one of us but that he had to have that in order to give his life no one else could have done that God came down to look eye to eye and then he had to sacrifice in order for us to be forgiven that's that's without saying but he was able to overcome everything and to chain alter the course of humanity and if he is able to do that as an example it's not what would Jesus do because we all know what would he would do he would resist move forward deliver restore recounsel redirect pretty simple that's not necessarily what we need to have in our minds we need to say okay with Jesus in our hearts what are we going to do with the Holy Spirit in us what are we going to do are we going to follow Jesus example 
with the Holy Spirit aiding him as well because he was able to do everything he did with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the most influential part of the Trinity. It helped God create the earth and it helped Jesus defeat evil and sin. Now it's here to help us get through this journey of life so that we can be with the Father. You understand? So when somebody says, what would Jesus do? Well, if you know Jesus the way you're supposed to know Jesus, it isn't what would Jesus do, it's what are you going to do with the Holy Spirit? What Are you going to listen? Are you going to be guided? You have the Holy Spirit. You can have Jesus. You can know Jesus' as example, but not have the Holy Spirit because people get confused with this. People think that because you have Jesus, that's it. Jesus is just a man. Jesus is just a man. The Holy Spirit aided him in his process. The Holy Spirit helped him get through all the things he went through. Okay, the power of God is what gave him that gusto to be able to get past the, de the devil on several different occasions and not fall to his his anguish, his temptation, and his tyranny. Okay, Jesus was the man. Great example, great father, great friend. Holy Spirit is the power. Jesus used the Holy Spirit to do what he did to show you real love because the Holy Spirit is nothing but love and counsel and direction but people think because they have Jesus that that is the only thing that truly matters and honestly as much as I love Jesus and I know that he created and he created so many different scenarios and showed that he he was the example of holding on the Holy Spirit and not falling to anything because he had the Spirit. And that's visual through his baptism. When John the Baptist baptized him, he knew that. That was the visual representation. People were like, okay, well, what makes Jesus so special? Why is he so, you know, so, so regarded? Well, when he went and got baptized, old and new, the Holy Spirit came down on him and it just changed everyone's life because they were like, oh my God, that's the power of God. That is the power of God. Holy cow. That is beyond anything. So Jesus was the vessel that God brought down to look us eye to eye as humans and to show us how the Holy Spirit is used visually so that when he goes to ascend to be in the right hand of God, the Holy Spirit comes down on us, we get it. We're like, okay, now this is the power Christ was using. Let's get this power and let's possess this power so that we don't have to worry about, well, what what, what made Jesus so powerful? The Holy Spirit. That's why you don't talk down on it. Because even the devil don't talk down on the Holy Spirit. He knows better. Why don't we? Simple as that. But what does it look like to lay down our lives for our brothers? John certainly had in mind more than physical death. See? Thought that could certainly apply. Verses 17 and 18 add additional details about how to help others in need. Bam. And to show that God's love abides in us. 1 John 3, 17. Okay. That includes helping those in need through actions and truth. 1 John 3, 18. God deserves, desires believers to both know the word and live it out. John 1, 22. Not merely to feel love, not and not act to benefit other people. John 15, 4 through 9. That is exactly what I just said. 
laying down your life for others is compromising through the spirit doing it in the for the glory of God and helping others in need this is the correct interpretation of what it means okay if you are getting anything else from this scripture that is different than either point of death which Jesus definitely did or helping others with a godly righteousness which means I'm doing it for the glory of God I'm helping we don't need to worry about these blocks and restrictions because we have the Lord we have the Holy Spirit what are we afraid of nothing we shouldn't be afraid of anything because the Holy Spirit is aiding us he is giving us that discernment discord realization real everything is right there so when you put down yourself and you humble yourself and and help others when it might cost you something that is first john 3 16. so we're going to read it right now first john 3 16. by this we come to know progressively to recognize progressively the record that means we're going to continue to move forward in understanding to perceive and to understand the essential love which means the love that we have to have is essential to us that he laid down his own life for us okay so he looked out for the best in us not for him everything he did was for us whether it was casting out demons, whether it was praying over food for two fish and five loaves, whether it's uh, resurrecting Lazarus, whatever it may be, wasn't for his benefit. He never wanted glory for that. He just said thank, be, that God loves you. Be grateful and move forward. He didn't do it because he could do it. He did it because God told him to do it. People were mad at him sometimes because he they didn't think he moved fast enough. His, your, by your faith, he is healed. Dude picks up eyes he can see deaf blind eyes deaf ears it happened because he used the holy spirit god's power to do so and he wasn't doing it for his own benefit he didn't want to be crowned on top of the religious religious uh mountain he wanted people to understand that god was doing it through him laying down his life and obviously the crucifixion and we ought to lay our lives down for those who are in our brothers in him Okay, so if someone is in need, I've been convicted of this more times than I can count because I get to thinking, my mind gets to going somewhere else and I just don't, I don't, no, I just don't. And it's something that I'm working on, something God's working on in me. I can, I can own that. I have that tendency of just blocking people out, moving forward in my job. And I am, I am, I am a Pentecostal full gospel believer before I am anything else. God is number one in my life. Jesus is number two. Three is, well, Holy Spirit is number one. I full and wholeheartedly, whole I see that that my mama see. I 100% am sold out to the Holy Spirit. My wife second. Okay. I love Jesus' example. I love what he did. And I believe in him because I believe in the Holy Spirit. And I fear and respect God. Simple as that. My wife's second, my family's third. My job is somewhere down in the bottom. Cause my job is just the money. It comes and goes. Okay? That is the truth of my life. This platform, I value. 
because this here isn't me and my righteousness, if you will. This is what God has given me to share with you. He's opened this forum up for me to do what I do, and that's to give you the interpretation through the Spirit. That is why I do this. Not because I'm going to glorify blue and nothing to do with that. This has to do with God speaking through me, interpreting the word, and giving it to you the way God interpret, well, the way God is showing me. If you interpret something different from this and it's godly, absolutely. If God is giving you something different and you know it's God, because it comes with love, peace, and tranquility. Okay? If you know it's God, and the conviction is a loving conviction, not a conviction of sinner. You have to you must understand something about God. Okay, you must understand something about God. God is not going to heal and damnation you. Okay? He is it's just like Jesus or the Holy Spirit is not going to heal and damnation you. Okay, it's not going to happen. God convicts his children with love, peace, and tranquility. Okay? The conviction is inside your spirit. And when I was coming up in the ministry, my grandma always used to say, either you're grieving the Holy Spirit or you're or you're or you're enlightening the Holy Spirit. Okay? When you grieve the Holy Spirit is when you intake or yeah, when you intake good or bad. When you intake bad. So when you are grieving the Holy Spirit, you're either watching something you shouldn't be watching, you're listening to something you shouldn't be listening to. You're doing things you shouldn't be doing. It's all intake. So grieving the Holy Spirit is taking in negativity. And you can feel it. If you're sensitive to the Holy Spirit and you have the Holy Spirit inside you, you can feel the grieving. Because it's not good. It makes you feel low, tired, done, exhausted. Not good. And sometimes that could be your body too. And you need to nourish your body, obviously. But when the Spirit is grieved, it takes your whole body. Now, when you glorify the Holy Spirit, is when you do things to help people. When you do things, you lay your life down and you lay your, your ego down. You lay your, your you down to help others. And to do it in the glory of God. Okay? So, in order for you to glorify God, you got to do godly things or do things in the for, for the glory of God. I'm not going to do anything that doesn't glorify God because that is not my belief system. My belief system is I'm going to do it. If I can't glorify God doing it, I'm not going to do it. Whether it's music, media, my family, my job, or anything else. Because God will God will take care of me if I am taking care of Him. And what that mean? That means glorifying Him, reading His Word, meditating on it, interpreting it properly with the Holy Spirit. Let the Holy Spirit talk to me and listen. God is going to help me. My life is all on Him. What happens is Him. Not me. Him. Okay? So, we're actually going to go one verse up and one verse down to understand what, what He's meaning in this, in this narrative. Okay, so John, 1 John 3.15 says, Anyone who hates, abominates, detests his brother in Christ is at heart a murderer. Murderer. 
you don't have to take physical life to be a murderer you can hate somebody and murder them why because you had the most detest foul thought of them and you don't want nothing to do with them you hate them god does not hate god does not hate anything god tells you that there is a hate for the world because he wants you to turn away and not turn back but when you when you hate your brother it's a murderer in an analogy you're murdering that person because you're hating you wish harm on them and you know that no murderer has eternal life abiding preserving within him so if you hate you can't be of God I don't hate anybody there's people I rather not talk to because they're not, they don't benefit and they don't talk in, in, in glory but I do not hate anyone I can't my my belief system in the Holy Spirit won't allow me to because I have the that I'm right now feeling somebody out there who's struggling with that hate I'm telling God we need to push forward on this on this prayer I am breaking the message for prayer right now someone out there right now is struggling with hate regardless of what it is who it is there's a hate spirit out there what, and it's right now it may be a group of people it may be one person but it's the hate is thick and I pray the bondage of that to be broken off right now in the name of Jesus and the Holy Spirit for it to be broken for the hate to go away to erase the hate erase erase it there's no place for hate we have to come together in Jesus' name in Jesus' name in Jesus' name Whoever is struggling with hate right now, I, I ask the Holy Spirit to break it off you. And for you, for you to be free of that demonic spirit of hate. It's a demonic spirit. There's no place for it. In the name of Jesus, right now, I pray you take that hate demonic spirit and it breaks. Choke it. Detest it. If you tell it to go away, you tell it to, to be banished, it has to be in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus and the Holy Spirit. Amen. I felt that. I felt someone out there is dealing with some hate issues. It's not judgmental call. It's just God speaking. People are dealing with this. And this hate demonic spirit is running rapid. I don't care if it's in a, in a good text of a leadership position or not. Anything that, that, that segregates people and, and separates them from unity is hate. There is no black. There is no white. There is no brown. There is no yellow. We're all one. Now you have ethnic backgrounds of traditions of which you were born and you raised in. Some people like to call themselves those things. I can't call myself really anything just because of the fact that I have several different bloods in me. My, my mom and dad have several different backgrounds going on, so I am not neither, not neither. And I, I'm sure there is very few people in this world right now who are specifically pure one race. There is only one race in life, and that's the human race. And we're racing against time to get to God. Because time is moving look at right now 
All this started January, February, March. We're already in June. You tell me how fast time is moving. And we're not even animals. Dogs age seven times faster than humans. How, how do you think they feel? Ten years, they're already, they're already, you know, 70 years old. Or was he seven? Yeah, 70 years old. Ten years, 10, 70 years old. They'll already age way faster than we do. Imagine if you're them. There's only one race. It's the human race. The human race and all animals that were born of water from the womb of a woman are going to have a chance to go to heaven. That's how God separates things in life. Is he knows that if you're born of water, of the womb, and you're born of the Spirit, born again, believe in Jesus, believe in the Holy Spirit, you're going to be going to heaven. There's no question about it. Time and place is up to you and God. I cannot judge you according to what I see of you. I can only predict what you're good, or not predict, but I can only uh, understand you by your fruits of your labor and your actions and your character content. That's the only thing I can do. God knows you better than anyone. Okay? So, hate is the demonic spirit of murder. Okay? A demonic spirit of murder is hate. When you hate somebody, whether you take their lives physically or you take their lives spiritually, which is telling someone, go do whatever they're going to do and you hate them and you, it's, it's obvious that you have that demonic spirit going on. That is a murder. Because you spiritually has just cast them out of your life. Like they deserve to be that way. Okay? Now, the verse after 316 is 17. But if anyone has this world's goods, resources, and a sustaining of life, and sees that the brother or fellow believer is in need, yet closes his heart of compassion against him, how can the love of God live and retain him? See, again, that's a conviction right there. That's biblical conviction right there. Maybe I needed to read that to get myself to get together. But if anyone has this world's goods, which is basically you you have resources, you're good, you, you're taken care of in life, and sees his brother, a fellow believer, which, which you either have Jesus or don't have Jesus, either way, no matter, is in need, and yet choose, and closes his heart of compassion against him, which is basically, I don't got time for you. How can the love of God live and may, remain in him? people it's not our duty to know if someone is faking or real that's not our responsibility we're not it's not our responsibility to do that okay now if someone comes up to you rudely and pushes himself on you and you are offended by how they're coming at you of course you're not going to want to help them out because they're being they're being irresponsible and 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 rude about it but if someone's in need and they ask you hey do you have a buck or do you have some water or do you have some food and you don't help them how can god live inside you the right way how's the holy spirit moving is the conviction hard are you going through it i go through it and i've been convicted in here my god right here is convicting me like crazy I have got to get my head on right when it comes to this because so many people have been so rude and mean about this and I am so busy working that I don't think about stop, look, listen, whatever. This is a this is biblical principle. It's kind of obvious. It's not something you have to, you know, it's not wisdom so much. It's biblical knowledge. Help those in need. Simple as that. Okay. 
So, the NIV says it this way. This is how we know that God, what, God, what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. ESV says, by this we know love, that he laid down his life for us, so we ought to lay down our life for our brothers. KJV says, hereby perceive we the love of God, because he laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay our lives for the, the brethren. NASB, we know that love, but love by this, that he laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. NLT, we know that real love is because Jesus gave up his life for us, so we ought to give up our lives for our brothers and sisters. CSB, this is how we can come to know love. He laid down his life for us, we should also lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. Again, the interpretation of this scripture isn't regarding literal death. If it comes to that, I'm sure God will intervene and you'll do what you need to do to help your brothers and sisters. Whether it's with God or without God in their lives. This interpretation is so much more just getting past your personal wants and needs and helping your brother and sister in need godly for the glory of God okay let's see what else is there that may struck a nerve here all right let's see okay the complete Jewish Bible says the way that that we have come to know love is through his having laid down his life for us, so we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers. Okay. There's conviction on this all over for me, because I've been, I haven't been necessarily the best person when it comes to this. And it needs to change, and I think this is, this word is for me too. Lexham English Bible. We have come to know love by this, that he laid down his on his life behind on behalf of us, that we ought to lay down our lives on behalf of our brothers. The Message Bible says this is how we come to understand and experience love. Understand and experience love. Christ sacrificed his life for us. This is why we ought to live sacrificially. There you go. Live sacrificially. For our fellow believers and not just be out for ourselves. Another uh, the artist I talked about before said this uh, several different times in his messages and so forth. Is that helping somebody in need may cost you something. Whether it's money, whether it's goods, whether it's time. It may cost you something. Are you willing to give of time, resources, and finances to help a brother and to show godly love. That is principle behind the Pentecost is to show Christ's love. Whether it's through physical means or spiritual means, economical means, you have the ability to, to help somebody help them. If you don't, God will deal with that. He, uh, he's a discerning spirit. He understands that. You must come to that understanding. 
looked at through most of these translations and most of them said the same thing. Brethren, brothers and sisters, lay down his life. Okay, the White Cliff Version says, This is the thing we know that the clarity of God, for he put down his life for us that we owe to put our lives for our brethren. Very good, very good, very good. Very good message. Very good message. Real love. Real love is putting your personal needs, wants, and desires to the side. Laying it down to help a fellow brother or sister. And it might cost you something. But God knows what you're doing. You're doing it for His glory. And He will definitely take care of you. Because it's a good deed and it's in the glory of God. He will definitely help you. How that help comes is only on God. We don't know. We just know that what comes around goes around. Everything comes full circle. You do good deeds, good deeds will be done for you. In a godly manner. Okay? Father, right now I pray for anyone dealing with this particular topic of real love for their brothers and sisters. Father, I ask you to remove any negativity, any hate, the demonic spirit of hatred be broken. And that whoever, whoever out there needs that to be broken, to put down their lives to help others, that spirit of greed, disparity, selfishness, and pride, broke now in the name of Jesus. Right now in the name of Jesus. Broken. And that you open your heart. Let the Holy Spirit do what it does. If you do not have the Holy Spirit, I encourage you to find a church who is Holy Spirit filled and get baptized in the Holy Spirit and let it grow. Because that is the most powerful thing in life, is the Holy Spirit. It does more than you know. It is capable of handling all that you think and may not think. And it will save you a lot of time and a lot of energy and a lot of distress following the Holy Spirit. It's all about Pentecost. It's all about that free will. Much love to you guys. Check out our station, 24 hours, 7 days a week, Unity Radio on umolv.com. The link will be in this archive. Um, and definitely just walk in the Spirit, walk in love, walk in the Holy Spirit. Let the Holy Spirit just do what it does. You will be happy. Lay down your life and your pride to help another. That is godly love. And it works. Fear. Respect God. Follow Jesus. And let the Holy Spirit flow through you like a Russian river. Until next time. Until next time. And until next time. Be well. Walk in love. And let the Holy Spirit guide you through life. Until we see each other next time. Jesus strong
the drop until he said it's finished. Thought that was it, right? Thought I was gonna quit, didn't you? I ain't gonna stop till he said it's finished.